Hello and welcome to episode number 101 of Supercalifornialistic. My name is Christian Rauchenwald and today I'm going to show you how you can figure out what to improve to increase the conversion rates of your website, e-commerce store, Shopify store or funnel. Before we get to that, as always, a quick shout out to those who tune in for the first time to one of my episodes. Make sure to hit the subscribe button in the bottom right of this video in order to not miss any future episodes. And if you're listening to this in the podcast version, well, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any content. That said, let's talk about how to basically debug your website or Shopify store or sales funnel and figure out what's wrong. Like, first of all, you need to be aware about the customer's journey. No matter what is offering, what you're offering, um, your customer's gonna start somewhere. Like either it's paid ads or it's organic traffic, but that's the starting point. And that's the first thing you need to look at when your conversion rates don't add up. Um, for example, let's say you comment a lot in a blog about, I don't know, like pet supplies, but you're actually selling, I don't know, chainsaws in your store. Well, clicks from the pet supply blog or, or yeah, will not convert very well because they probably, you know, the target audience doesn't fit. So here the problem is simply in your traffic source. That's something that you can figure out very easily with paid ads. It's a little trickier, but it's still pretty much the same. You need to make sure your targeting works right yeah, or is right. If you, for example, are selling a book, but then on Google, you basically advertise for free book for the keyword free book. Well, then people don't get what they expect. So they click on the, oh, here's your free book and they come to the site and suddenly it's not free at all. Well, your conversion rates will suffer but, uh, on the, or because of that as well. And the, the reason is not anything's wrong with your website. The reason simply is like your traffic doesn't fit to what you're offering. Yeah? With Facebook ads, it's pretty much the same thing. If you target the wrong people, if your audience is too wide, if it's too small, if it's totally different than, than what you're actually offering, um, well, then they, they will also not convert. Convert. Or if your ad is promising something that the website doesn't deliver, they will also not convert. So that's the first thing. And that's something that you need to do manually. You need to be aware who you want to sell to, who's the ideal customer. And then you need to be aware to pick your traffic sources and set them up properly. So people actually, you know, like fit to your product or the product fits to them when they come. Now, what you can do other than that is, first of all, make sure that your page is optimized in terms of loading speed, which means you don't want to have oversized image. They should always be in the exact dimension as they will be displayed or twice as much if you want to consider retina displays. Yeah, so it looks crisp as well. And then use a service like TinyPNG to compress the images and reduce the file size without any visible quality loss. So in TinyPNG actually can save you around 75% on your regular images. So it's really like worth going through that extra step. You'll find the links to all of that below in the description. Um, so, and that's the first thing, like ensure your loading times make sense. For example, also like when you in include a lot of scripts like Google Analytics, Facebook Pixel, maybe you also track tw Twitter Pixel and LinkedIn and this and that. Um, all of that, if you put it straight into your page code, it will slow down your loading or, or your page speed or your page loading speed. So, and that's why you should use Google Tag Manager. With that, you only have like the Google Tag Manager code integrated in your website. And then once that's loaded, it's gonna like load the rest, but basically all the other major loading is already done by that point. It will also um, 
you know, improve your statistics a little bit because those people that close your window before it's finished loading, well, for them, the Google Analytics tag will not fire and stuff like that. So it will basically filter out those people that anyway don't wait for your page to load fully and actually give you more accurate numbers because it's while it's important to know the bounce rate like people that co close your window which you can then figure out by looking how many people clicked on your facebook ad according to facebook and how many visitors did you actually get from facebook according to google analytics the difference is people that didn't wait for the page to load um or somehow had javascript or any everything disabled so so like your your tracking could not be triggered and every visitor that actually shows up in google analytics means they at least to kick the lands on your website so that's one thing like improve your, your your loading speed and then obviously make sure that whatever click to action action you have like add to basket um subscribe here opt in there is visible without scrolling if you manage that it goes a huge way because people are lazy and therefore they don't have to scroll they can simply like without doing anything if they don't want additional information they can continue the process and add the product to the basket or opt into your email list or whatever it is you want them to do now other than that so other than the performance and making sure everything is above the fold every important thing um, well another thing that you can do is obviously like ask other people how they perceive the website check your copy if it's consistent what you prom again it's basically the same thing again what you promise in the ad what you deliver on the page does all of that add up is it written in a kind of like similar voice you know your ad may speak uh, maybe written differently and speak to a different audience that then finds the copy on your page not attractive at all yeah and well last but not least the one thing that's really like gonna make a difference um it's actually quite interesting i i just had a conversation about it yesterday and i i argued that you can like um in certain ways you can separate yourself from your audience yeah um, you don't we don't want to go too much into that but the, the point being like when it's on a website or on a blog or something people don't have to like me they just have to like the content but um, it actually is not necessarily true because what I'm using currently to debug websites when I see the conversion rates don't add up I use heat maps and recordings meaning like when people then visit a certain funnel that's not converting for me it's going to record their session and then later I go through those videos and I watch them to see where where do people scroll what do they interact with to figure out how long exactly are they on their site and what are they focusing on so i get more data on like are they actually drawn to what i want them to draw to or is something else drawing more attention away from the element i want to highlight and this way then you can actually figure out um what's the problem um on top of that you can also use google analytics um, with Google Tag Manager and, and and if you have longer pages, track how how far people scroll. Yeah, I mean while it's preferable that everybody opts in, some people are going to scroll and going to read your additional information. But if you notice, for example, that most people leave at reaching fifty percent of your page, and you know at this point something is wrong. But that's again also like in Google Analytics when you have huge visitor numbers, it's gonna be easier because then you see just the sum and the numbers. Um, when you're starting with a new funnel using um, a service like SmartLock, you can find all the links down below, don't worry. And it's actually the better solution because you will have recordings of those few visitors and you can, or fewer visitors, and you can actually see what they're doing and, and, and you know like what's currently in their focus because it also considers their display resolution, yeah? So because 
um, scrolling 50% on your iMac, yeah, um, you see way more content that could throw you off than scrolling 50% on your 13-inch MacBook, MacBook Air or something like that. So it's crucial to use the tools at your disposal. Don't just, you know, like don't just come to the conclusion that your funnel is not working or your page is not working or everything's broken. But start from the beginning. Look at it as a as a flow. You know, it starts with getting the traffic. It, then it's like, okay, they are on the page. What do you want them to do? Add to basket um opt in or something and then it's the next funnel step next funnel step next funnel step and for each of those funnel steps you need to make sure it's, it's a, a consistent experience for the user that there's no uh, not too many huge changes that suddenly it doesn't feel like they're like they are like in the same you know on the same journey anymore and then you just need to debug it step by step starting with if it's your page like again like performance image sizes load speed use google tag manager um track where people drop off by using um, Google Tag Manager and scroll uh, and track the scroll distance, yeah, scroll depth, how far the people scroll, and use services like SmartLog to simply um, create heat maps of where people are focusing on your pages, which will help you to identify if they look at what you want them to look at, and or if they're missing that crucial opt-in button that for you is so obvious, but for them it's just like kind of like they don't see it. Um, and use the video recordings of their actual browsing sessions to figure out where they jump off like what's the one thing that they then click on or do um, you will also when you have page leave pop-ups that pop up when the users like try to leave the page yeah um, it also is a great way to to you know like filter out uh, or see in the videos what people are doing if, with those pop-ups are they just closing it are they ignoring it um, the best thing you could have is like they still opt in or click on add to basket or whatever and the second best thing is they click to close it, which means the pop-up actually gets their attention. And the worst thing you could have is nothing. They do nothing because it means they don't even notice the pop-up, which means your pop-up is not eye-catching enough, yeah? So that's pretty much it for today. It's a shorter video. Oh no, it's actually pretty much the same as always, yeah? So let me know below, like which of the following or which of the methods I mentioned have you already been using and did I miss anything? Like what do you go through when your e-commerce store, Shopify store, um, whatever it is, whatever platform where you have like kind of a funnel flow, like from visitor comes, visitor buys, signs up or does whatever, what methods are you using to figure out why something is not working or to figure out what exactly is not working. So thanks for watching. See you tomorrow with episode 102 of Super Califanalistic. Till then, bye-bye.